0: Welcome to the Fight Wing Podcast, episode number 80. Hello, hello, hello. This is the 80th episode of the Fight Wing Podcast. Uh, On this episode, we're going to focus on my Jewish community. Uh, I recently had discussion uh, with a Jewish friend of mine, who, and apparently he's not the only one, who had some confusion about about what what is the Jewish question. And he was thinking that it was some specifically uh, Marxist debate. And I said, how could any Jewish person not know what the Jewish question is? It's the entire reason for the Holocaust, it's the reason that for every pogrom, every fucking attack on the Jews there has been in history. It's not some new thing that just came out with, with Marxism. Uh, now, I figured out how some Jews uh, may have come to this confused state is because of uh, you know, the universal enemy of the Jewish people, Google. Um, there is an issue, with Google um, that it doesn't give you any uh, you know real-time context it just shows you a slew of results mostly based on what Google considers popular and what they're trying to promote Uh, so when you're looking up The Jewish Question, it auto-suggests the Jewish Question book, so most people are going to click the auto-suggested thing thinking, oh, the Jewish Question, oh, it must have originally been a book. So, the top thing that comes up on that is two different books, uh, one of which uh, is on the Jewish Question, not the Jewish Question, but on the Jewish Question, which is an essay by Karl Marx um, that was a response to his debates of the day over the Jewish question itself. So some people were confusing that Marx proposed the Jewish question in the first place. And then there's even more confusion that there's a book called The Jewish Question, A Marxist Interpretation by Abram Leon that came out. And then um, there's another one called The Jewish Question, History of a Marxist Debate. And these are all Marxist books and they're discussing the discussions between Marx and Bauer and other people of the day uh, Luminaries of the Frankfurt School uh, and, and it is a reference to discussing the Jewish question it's not the synthesis or the genesis or the proposal of the Jewish question itself. So what is the Jewish question really? The Jewish question was not originally a book, even though that's the most popular nowadays answer that you get. Oh, it was a, it was an 1843 book, The Jewish Question, and it was talking about uh, something about Marxist viewpoint. He was a communist, so it was a, the Marxist viewpoint on um, political... Emancipation in uh, Germany or Prussia at the time. And uh, Bauer was arguing that Jews could achieve uh, political emancipation by relinquishing their uh, religion. And then Marx had another viewpoint that he was trying to say, well, this uh, deals with political emancipation, but not true human emancipation. And for that, we need blah, 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 blah. Um, a bunch of Hegelian dialect debates, boring, confusing stuff. By Marxists. And once again, boring, confusing stuff by Marxists has confused people. Alright? Um, the Jewish question itself, in reality, similar to other national questions, deals with the, the status of the Jews as a minority within the society. So that's like, what shall be done with these, uh, pesky Jews, so to speak? What, what is the answer? you know, to dealing with the Jews. Um, Generally, this is proposed by people who view the Jews as a problem. Okay. Um, The expression, Jewish question, nowadays shortened to the JQ. And if you see people saying, I was JQ'd, that's like saying they were red-pilled on how bad the Jews are. They were JQ'd. They were introduced to the Jewish question. Um but it's been primarily used by Jew-haters from the 1880s onwards, uh, culminating with the Nazi phrase, uh, the final solution to the Jewish question, um, which was the the code name for the the Holocaust. Um, Now, historically the term goes back further to into the 1700s, right, Um, they say, now of course we have no proof that this was the very first, but the first recorded or what's considered the first recorded use of the term Jewish question was in Britain around 1750, and uh, it was the debates related to the Jewish Naturalization Act. According to a Holocaust scholar, uh, Lucy Davidovitz, the term Jewish question was introduced in Western Europe um, originally was a neutral expression for the negative attitude toward the apparent and persistent singularity of the Jews as a people against the background of the rising political nationalism and the the new nation-state concept that was popularized in Europe at the time. She wrote that the histories of Jewish emancipation and European anti-Semitism are replete with proffered solutions to the Jewish question. Um, Herzl advocated Zionism as a solution for the Jewish question. So when you're saying that it was created by Marx, you have to remember that the, the, the there's so many different answers to the Jewish question, it couldn't only be a, a Marxian viewpoint, right? Um, now, I was just blown away that there are many Jews today that don't know what that term means, the JQ, the Jewish question. But it it's not asking if Marx was a Jew. It's not asking if Marx was an anti-Semite or Jew hater. It's not uh, asking what communism should do with Jews. It's it's asking what is to be done with the Jews. That's the Jewish question. Uh, So don't get it confused with a book called The Jewish Question or an essay called On the Jewish Question or anything like that. I mean, I, I can't believe that I actually have to say this nowadays, but the Internet has erased so many people's memories of, of basic historical information that, um, and then replaced it with a bunch of nonsense, you know, and scientific information as well. Um, that it's, I guess it's understandable that in 2023, there might be Jews who don't know what the Jewish question is, but they need to know. So if you have a Jewish friend, uh, tell them to listen to this podcast and if you just Google Jewish question, you're probably going to be confused, frankly, uh, because it's, it's not clear. It's just bringing up everything that has the term, the Jewish question in it, which is a lot of responsa, considering that this is a debate that's been going on for some uh, 400 years. Now, It deals with the civil, the legal, national, political status, anything to do with the Jews as a minority within society. There's no uh, Jewish question in Israel because I guess Jews are the majority. What's to be done with the Jews is, is, is the citizenry question, right? But everywhere else, what's to be done with these Jews is the Jewish question. Uh, it, the issues would include Jewish economic disabilities, uh, Jewish assimilation. Um, it would talk about the establishment of a Jewish homeland uh, or a sovereign Jewish state. I'm wording it that way and not saying establishment of the state of Israel because there were different ideas proposed throughout history, uh, moving back to the biblical homeland of the land of Israel was not always the only, uh, proposed idea for the Jewish people. There was talk of purchasing land in South America, uh, for Jews to live in and all these other crazy ideas, obviously, originally going back to our Genesis, you know, going back to where the Jewish people came from was the smartest idea, uh, going back to the land, the biblical historical land of Israel was what people ended up doing. All these other silly ideas got thrown out, but there were other ideas at, at certain times, just, just to clarify, uh, for where the Jews should be sent to. And some of these were proposed by Jews, of course, not all of these were, um, external pressure saying, oh, we're going to send the Jews to, you know, Argentina or someplace. Uh, There were people within Herzl's movement that argued um, for a Jewish home in South America, which is funny because it ended up being the Nazis ended up moving to South America instead. Uh, The Jews ended up moving to the Levant in the land of Israel, and the Nazis moved to where the, you know, the Jews had considered purchasing land for a, uh, Zionist homeland. Um, so from around 1860, the term Jewish question has been anti-Jewish. Okay. It is not an anti-communist term. It's not an anti, uh, nazi term it's not a pro-jewish term any confusion that you may have about the jq about the jewish question um anybody using it in the modern day you know after 1860 um this is the root of any type of government or social action against the Jews in history. It's the Jewish question: What do we do with these Jews? That's the Jewish question. Um, some people considered the Jews a racial problem. Some people considered it a religious uh, problem. That you know they considered it was it was sinful that they weren't accepting the the you know the the main religion of the the country. Uh, there was also that they considered like um, Jews would be a uh, a stumbling block to cohesion of the nation, you know, uh, that they, they they couldn't be in the military with everybody else because uh, they they don't worship uh, God in the same way. Um, there were attempts to uh, and demands to to de-Jewify uh, the press, education sector, uh, government, economics, culture, anything that had Jews in it, they would. There was, uh, demands to, you know, remove them. This is what the, the Jewish question is. It's, you know, should we remove the Jews and how it's never, um, it's, it's never a friendly political conversation is, is, I guess what I'm trying to make the point of. So if you don't know what the Jewish question is, yeah, that's what the fuck it is. All the Nazis know what it is. If you're Jewish, you should know what the fuck the Jewish question is. Okay. Um, but the, uh, Her- Herzl after the Dreyfus affair, if you don't know what the Dreyfus affair in France was, um, it was believed to be evidence of Semitism, Um, but it's basically a political scandal that divided the, uh, France, um, and it was considered a miscarriage of justice and, you know, anti-Semitism. I don't like to use that word, but it's, you know, anti-Jewish. It was a guy who was, a, he was a Jew. Uh, he was convicted of treason. Uh, but evidence came to light that it identified that somebody else was actually the guilty guy. Um, and he was a higher ranking guy than him. So they, they didn't let Dreyfus free. They laid additional charges on him based on forged documents. And then there was, you know, riots, um, where people, you know, or I guess maybe I'll just call them protests. I don't know if they were to the level of riots. I wasn't there, but okay. There's protests and anything, uh, could be called a riot, I guess in the old days, but After the Dreyfus Affair, okay, uh, a lot of Jews were kind of like galvanized and they were looking for like, well, you know, there are people in Europe who are going to like turn against us just because we're Jewish and they'll even go to the point of lying to blame the Jew for, you know, whatever they did wrong, right? And so the issue then becomes, well, what do we do as Jews? What's to be done with us as Jews? So it's like an internal Jewish question. And, um, you know, Herzl put out uh, a piece in the Jewish Chronicle uh, promoting, you know, the Judenstadt, a Jewish state. Uh, as the answer to the Jewish question. Uh, now, Herzl popularized the term Zionism, uh, but at the time they were just talking about a Jewish state. Like I said, it could have been South America, whatever. At the time they hadn't decided for sure to go to our biblical homeland, but this was the discussion, okay? And For any Jew nowadays to not know what the Jewish question is, is highly dangerous. So you need to educate yourself on this. If you don't know about the JQ, look into it. Look at what it's not like, oh, I don't want to give hits to a racist website and make it seem popular. All these dumb ideas that I hear people say, well I don't look at that stuff. It's it's just it just promotes it and makes it seem like it's popular. Nobody who is a white supremacist or a fucking extremist that wants to fucking kill the Jews, gives a damn if their fucking viewpoints are popular, okay? They're not looking at uh, how many clicks they're getting and stuff. They're looking at the information and being either brainwashed by it or rejecting it, right? So, look at the neo-Nazis. Look at them. I know everybody l- loves to click report and censor everybody, but that doesn't necessarily do anything good for Jews because you're just letting them hide, right? So, what we really need to do is not go on these crazy, like, Twitter rants about how so and so platform is allowing white supremacy and, you know, all this stuff. Um, Now, I can see bringing that up, you know, as a comparison, saying, well, they banned my Jewish page, even though they allow white supremacy, okay, as a, you know, comparison or something like that, but just going off harping on, like, how they allow racism on the websites is pointless. Look at the racism. Stop going and telling everybody there's racism on the internet. Are you looking at what the racists are saying? If you found some racism on the internet, you found some anti-Semites, you found some neo-Nazis watch them keep track of what the fuck they are doing keep track of what language they're using keep track of like you know don't rely on um uh what do you call the shit uh buzzfeed right don't rely on buzzfeed to tell you what are the white supremacist dog whistles and oh you know they've done their research and they haven't they don't know what to look at you know What the words that affect you, like if you're looking, for example, let's say you live in Trenton, New Jersey, and you want to know if there's white supremacists, that information isn't going to be on the ADL website or on some random tweet or something. You need to be looking for those terms in your area. You know what I mean? You need to be searching for white nationalism trenton new jersey um meetup you know you just need to be searching for all of these specific things that might affect you and none of it is going to be in the mainstream and the more you fucking perpetuate censorship the less we know about the activities of these freaks and frankly you know as you know this is your tax dollars at work most of this jq shit is federal agents going around spreading these bullshit lies about the Jews, about uh, black people, about whoever, so that they can see what kind of people, who's going to click on it, put them on a federal list, and then they can get a check for following all the people on this list and all of their internet activities. It's just such a fucking racket. And they're grooming these people to basically commit these fucking hate crimes that they call them, you know, I mean, frankly, I mean, anytime you commit a crime of violence against somebody, it's probably not, you probably don't like them too much, but anyway, uh, yeah, all of these hate crimes, all of these people are known to the FBI, the FBI knows what the JQ is, how come you don't? I mean, uh, a couple years ago, it came back up in the semi-mainstream discourse Uh, the JQ, when, um, and I'm saying semi-mainstream, because these are still, even in the modern day, uh, they're still considering, like, Cernovich to be alt-right, you know, so that's why I say semi-mainstream, even though he's been on MSM, uh, you know, mainstream media several times, he's uh, still considered part of, like, some sort of extreme right underground or something, even though he's not really that extreme right. But anyway, I digress. Uh, The JQ came up a few years ago during the first Trump campaign with uh, Cernovich, who apparently has some partially Jewish background, but he himself is not Jewish, okay? Um, But he had a falling out with that fool uh, baked Alaska, who was, uh, you know, formerly from BuzzFeed, I don't know why anybody trusted that fool in the first place, like, bro, uh, he came from BuzzFeed, you can't trust this guy, but anyway, um, he came out basically saying that he was alt-right, um, and... He's not necessarily a white nationalist, but he was alt-right, and he was JQ'd, and he felt that he was being silenced by Cernovich, because Cernovich didn't want to work with him anymore, because he kept publicly tweeting and and posting JQ stuff. And Cernovich was like, I'm not a JQ guy. I don't want to work with you. I don't want you to have anything to do with this this is ruinous for the Trump campaign and for the right-wing in general. And, I mean, and he rightly said, like, you don't even know enough about politics to be saying this stuff about the Jews. And this guy is a fucking moron, this baked Alaska guy, Tim Jeanette. I mean, he's he's literally, a, like, a vapid, daft, like, drug addict, you know? But I thought when that shit show happened, it bringing the Jewish question back into the discourse, I would have thought that people, you know, still remembered that, but I guess it was like maybe it was kind of like off a lot of people's radar, um in a lot of circles, you know. Um, but that did bring back up uh the JQ. And there was debates about it. Uh I I had a well, I had a scheduled debate uh with this YouTuber, well, former YouTuber, used to call himself Diogenes, uh, regarding the Jewish question. And he saw who he was supposed to debate and canceled at the last minute, like literally like 30 minutes before the debate, like after we had been promoting and shit, he canceled it. Like, he didn't want to debate me on this shit. Um, But yeah, the JQ is the Jewish question. The Jewish question is the question of what should be done with these pesky Jews and how do we do it. So please do not get it confused with deep Marxian dialogues about human emancipation versus religious emancipation, or uh, uh, you know Mar- Marxian dialects on 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 Judaism versus uh, Jewish as a you know social identity. Any of these different things. Have nothing to do with it. The Jewish question is, what are we going to do with these Jews and how? Who asks that question? Normally, it's fucking people who don't like Jews. Who would be asking that question other than people who don't like Jews? I mean, um, or, of course, Jews themselves. Because that would be a matter of self-determination. What are we to do with ourselves as an internal Viewpoint is acceptable, but, you know, what are we to do with these other people? Nigga, don't do nothing with any other people. Everybody needs to stop doing that. What are we supposed to do with this group? You're not supposed to do anything with a group. Leave people the fuck alone. You deal with individuals if they do something bad based on your nation's and localities laws. That's what you do. You don't do anything to a group. For fuck's sake, people. Come on. I have, uh, another topic to talk about after this quick break, but I just wanted to clarify that, that, yeah, uh, know what the Jewish question is, follow the people who hate the Jews, you don't have to, like, get on your regular account and, you know, click follow, but maybe just bookmark them, have a look, you know, peep at the Telegram channels, peep at the Facebook things, you know, obviously a lot of the real vile talk goes on in private chats and stuff because, well, frankly, you know, stupid censors have pushed it there. We might have been able to debate these guys about their crazy stuff uh, if there wasn't so much censorship, but we allowed it to get to this point on the internet where, you know, hate speech is hidden, which means that The haters have an echo chamber. They don't have anybody to counter their views. There's no non-haters in their spaces now. So it was like you gave them the segregation that they wanted. It's so bizarre. Um, But anyway, I'm going to take a break here. And I shall return. And while we're talking about Jewish topics... Um, I wanted to talk about the word anti-Semitism. We should really stop using it. We really, as a Jewish people, should stop using the word anti-Semitism. Uh... First of all, it doesn't have the same sting as when you say hatred. Like these guys have a hatred of the Jews, that's more powerful than well, he's he's slightly anti-Semitic. That just sounds like you have like a weird opinion. Um, <clears throat> but when they use the word anti-Semitism uh, to describe hostility or prejudice against Jewish people, um, it causes, uh, th- there's a concern here because first of all, it's a German word. Okay. Um, it was really used to soften the hatred of Jews in the eyes of the German public. Frankly, um, now, I believe the first person to actually use the word anti-Semitic, uh, was actually a Jew, uh, a secular, uh, Jew, um, a German, Austrian, uh, named Steinscheidner. They, they attribute him with the first, uh, use of the word. And, uh, they said that he used this phrase to, um, refer to Renan's, uh, ideas about how the so-called Semitic races were inferior to the so-called Aryan races. And, um, Semitic peoples that say it's an ethnic, cultural, racial group and it doesn't mean Jews. Um, basically the, it's, it's a biblical terminology that's, it, it comes from Shem, Shemites, Semites, uh, the three sons of Noah. Okay, and um, so a Semite is is kind of like a informally kind of a shorthand for ancient Semitic-speaking peoples, okay? Um, It does not literally mean hatred of Jews, but it's used to mean that. And the problem with that is that, first of all, You're coming at people with a word that's incorrect, and then you're expecting them to go along with your narrative on it. So if I say, for example, that people that support uh, the PLO, Palestinian Liberation Movement, are anti-Semitic, what I should be saying is that they hate Jews, because they can just come back to me and say, Well, we we too are Semites. We can't be anti-Semitic. You sound silly. And then it just blows your whole discussion. And now you're into arguing about semantics of the word anti-Semitism rather than dealing with the fact that the people you're referring to actually do like literally hate Jews. Okay. Um, Rabbi Michael Green had a good quote, and I'm just going to read the, it to you. It's something that he posted on his Telegram channel uh months ago uh, but let me just read it to you this is from rabbi michael green the very notion of quote semitism implies that jews belong to a semitic race that's foreign to europe not only does the term anti-semitism attempt to sanitize jew hatred but it also seeks to provide a justification rationale and context Worst of all, it makes Jew hatred something amorphous and indefinable. It provides official imprimatur for Arabs and Islamists to hate Jews. Of course, we're not anti-Semites, the haters will counter, because Arabs are Semites too, supposedly. In fact, there is no term that reeks of Jew hatred more than, quote, anti-Semitism, end quote. It should be outlawed. Now, I don't, of course, agree with that very last line that it should be outlawed. And I honestly don't believe that Rabbi Green literally believes that either because he's somewhat of like an anarchist. But I don't believe in outlawing any type of speech or words or anything like that. But I will say when people are using words incorrectly uh, and when they're contributing to a narrative... Uh, that we don't need to be contributing to, you know, um, like when you look up the word antisemitism, it says hostility, prejudice towards, or discrimination against Jews. A person who holds such positions is called an antisemite. Antisemitism is considered to be a form of racism. First of all, that's nonsense anyway. Antisemitism is not just racism. Do you see how this is again? Jews are not a race. And hatred for the Jews began long before racism. I believe I've said this on the podcast before, but racism is a modern conflagration. There is such a thing as religious hatred of the Jews, uh, religious discrimination against Jews, uh, that has nothing at all whatsoever to do with race. Um... So to say that anti-Semitism is a form of racism, you're just like invalidating the experiences of all the people who have experienced Jew hatred and persecution specifically for religious reasons. Um, So there's that. But uh, the use of a- Anti-Semitism or anti-Semitismus, um, in, in the German, uh, was used, um, by a guy called Marr, Wilhelm Marr, uh, German journalist. Uh, and he put out a, a little pamphlet. Der Sieg der Judentums über der Gehrmintum, or something like that. Uh, the, the victory of the Jewish spirit over the Germanic spirit observed from a non-religious perspective. He used the word Semitismus interchangeably with the word Judentum to denote both Jewry, the Jews as a collective, and Jewishness, the quality of being Jewish or the Jewish spirit. um. And it became a popular uh, pamphlet. And he founded uh, the League of Anti-Semites that same year that he put that pamphlet out. So that's probably the strongest source for the modern use of anti-Semitism. Uh, but, you know, within a couple of years, um, Jews were using references to this term. So the Jewish Encyclopedia in February 1881, correspondent of Algeminer, uh, speaks of antisemitism as a designation which recently came into use. On July 19th, 1882, the editor said, this quite recent anti-Semitism is hardly three years old. Okay, so meaning they had not been using that word. You know, there was not an anti-Semite. There was not a thing. There was always people that hated Jews back then, but they were not known as anti-Semites. Um, interestingly the related term uh philosemitism like philanthropy uh or respect or love or interest in the jews uh, was also being used by uh 1881 um james murray the oxford english dictionary editor he wrote that it was not included in the first edition um because anti-semite and its family were then probably very new in english use and not thought likely to be more than pans- passing nonce words would that anti-semitism had had no more than a fleeting interest from the outset, uh, the, the word, the term anti-Semitism, it suggested racial connotations uh, and to, suggested that the Jews were a race, you know, and there's your setup for things like the Holocaust, you know. Um, obviously, the Jews are not a race. The Jews are a tribe. Uh, the Iroquois were not a race. They were a tribe among many other genetically similar peoples uh, in the region, right? But you can join a tribe. You cannot join a race. Let's say that again louder for those people in the back. You can join a tribe. You cannot join a race. Transracialism is not real. You cannot change your sex, and you cannot change your race either. If you were born of African descent, you're going to die of African descent. If you were born of Irish descent, you're going to die of Irish descent. However, the Jews, being an ethno-religious group, a.k.a. a tribe, um were founded on the basis of conversion the first jew abraham obviously was a convert how do we know this because there was no other jews before him <laughs> okay so he had to become a jew he wasn't born jewish so becoming a jew is conversion uh abraham was a convert Tons of other people throughout Jewish history have been converts or descendants of converts. Um, it is forbidden for a Jew to remind another Jew that they are a convert or a descendant of a convert. Because once a person becomes a Jew, they are considered fully grafted into the Jewish people. Right, not the Jewish race, not the Jewish uh, racial group, but the Jewish people—a people. They are a tribe that you can join if you agree to and practice all of the customs and religious requirements, uh, you know, of that tribe. So. Like you'll read about these white men that went and, you know, uh, joined an Indian tribe or something, you know, uh, you may think it's weird, but it's possible, you know, and if people go, well, you know, a a Jew that converts isn't really, uh, a Jew, like what we mean, we mean the Jewish race. If you're converting, you're, you're just religiously a Jew. Well, okay. Explain to me then how King David, you know, of the star of David fame was descended from a Moabite convert. Explain that to me. Or you just are not familiar with the book of Ruth and you want to just talk shit. Is that what we're talking about? Because it's pretty clear uh, that King David is descended from a convert. So yeah, the descendant of a convert isn't just limited to Abraham's family, Um, but it's it's just amazing how people just want to act like the Bible says whatever they want, <laughs> you know, and uh, and history says whatever they want, and language means whatever they want, you know. Words just mean whatever they want. Uh, but back to the topic, anti-Semitism. I think we should stop using the term. It should be called Jew hatred. Hatred of Jews. He hates Jews. He's religiously discriminating against Jews. He's uh, racist against Jews. You should be able to say what is the guy's problem. Uh, You know? Now, there's a guy named Leon Pinsker. Uh, He was a Russian Jew. Um, and a doctor, and one of the early um, political Zionist activists. Um, Now, he preferred the more clinical sound, and I, I think this is probably maybe a better term too, is Judeophobia. He preferred that term to anti-Semitism. He said anti-Semitism is a misnomer, which it is, obviously. Uh, the word Judeophobia first appeared in his pamphlet, Auto-Emancipation, um, which was published, I believe, in German, uh, language. And that was in 1882. And it described an irrational fear or hatred of Jews, Judeophobia. That really makes more sense than antisemitism, doesn't it? Uh, but I just wanted to give you this quote from Pinsker, um, he believed that the irrational fear of Jews was actually an inherited uh, thing, which is interesting uh, because we talk about uh, things like Amalek, which is like, you know, uh, the Amalekites, uh, the descendants of Amalek who were, you know, the, the the evil ones who are always trying to destroy the Jews in every generation. Uh, maybe, maybe they are all related. I don't know. But listen to this uh, quote from Pitsker. This is a pretty interesting quote. Listen. Judeophobia is a form of demonopathy. Did I say that right? Let's start that again. Judeophobia is a form of demonopathy. I think that sounds better. Yeah. Judeophobia is a form of demonopathy with the distinction that the Jewish ghost has become known to the whole race of mankind, not merely to certain races. Judeophobia is a psychic disorder. As a psychic disorder, it's hereditary, and as a disease transmitted for 2,000 years, it is incurable. Thus, Judaism and Jew hatred pass through history for centuries as inseparable companions. Having analyzed Judeophobia as a hereditary form of demonopathy, peculiar to the human race, and re, and represented Jew hatred as based upon an inherited, an inherited aberration of the human mind, we must draw the important conclusion that we must give up contending against these hostile impulses. This is, we give up contending against every other inherited predisposition. So, his viewpoint was that there's always going to be anti-Semites what you people nowadays call anti-Semites. There's always going to be Jew haters, Judeophobic people. He believes that it's an inherited condition and there's no point in trying to contend with it. You just don't let it spread, you know, (laughs) as much as possible and say, hey, don't believe what that guy, you know, says there, because that's crazy. You know that, right? Um, But, After, um, the Holocaust, the term anti-Semitism, uh, acquired like a pejorative connotation. Like, you know, when Jew was a pejorative thing and now you get to call somebody an anti-Semite because nobody says I'm anti-Semitic, you know, like Yehuda Bauer said, nobody says I'm anti-Semitic. You cannot. After Hitler, the word's gone out of fashion you know, nobody says I'm an anti-Semite unless they're a fed or a full-on crazy person, right? That is ready to throw their own, you know, career and hopes in the trash by saying that, that, that they are such a thing, you know? So again, it's, it's a meaningless word and now it's just used as a pejorative without any qualifiers as to the meaning of it. And it would really be Helpful to the dialogue to call Jew haters what they are. They're Jew haters. They hate Jews. And I would prefer if people specifically specified what type of Jew hater they were talking about. This person uh religiously discriminates against Jews. He hates the Jews won't convert to Islam, or he hates the Jews won't convert to Catholicism or whatever, you know, you spell it out what that person's problem is. Just th- this big anti-Semitism could mean anything from, uh, he didn't like, you know, his Jewish neighbor one time, or that he has some feelings or questions about Israel or, you know, it's become a clusterfuck, which is not helpful or safe, uh, for Jews that want to know, Exactly who around us wants to fucking kill us or wants to remove us physically from society. Okay, so let's call them Jew haters. Let's stop using this term uh, anti-Semite. And remember, the Jewish question is only asked by people who find a problem with the Jews. And to close this very Jewish episode, I'll play a very Jewish song from a very Jewish band. Here is Master Race Rock from the Dictators, the most influential band in punk rock, all Jews in the original lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see you picking my slave now. <laughs> Sure rolls down. American flags, and doing whatever you want with your money? How about guns and ammo? You enjoy threatening your government officials? We're gonna hang you, motherfucker. Do you want to save your nation from that gay-ass communism? Then come on down to five-wing, right-wing-ass propaganda and jerk tofu hut. We got books about capitalism, populism, dank-ass memes, offensive-ass flyers, mixtapes that your neighbors will definitely hate, and some spicy motherfucking tofu. That's right. Fight wing, right wing ass propaganda and jerk tofu hut. Located in the hood, kitty corner from your mama's house. Where you need to go and have her cut up that yee ass haircut. Fucking with nigga.